بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والله السلام عليكم everybody Welcome to another episode of the MSA Take Today we've got a really really special guest Please welcome Tuba Hey, السلام عليكم everyone Hi, I'm Tuba Yes, you introduced me yeah. Alrighty So Tuba, what is your role? What do you do? What do I do? Alright <laughs> What do you do in life? I'm a third year commerce student uh, Majoring in marketing I also, okay, my relationship with the MSA I'm pretty much a Marketing, marketing lead for the MSA, uh, second year as a marketing lead. And yeah, that's my uh, role in my life. Uh, you know, Sundown. special thing about Tuba, you know, let me, let me share our origin story. So basically, I was at my orientation for business. Yeah, the business school orientation. The business school yeah. orientation. And we were in Sir Clancy Theatre, I think. Yeah. I don't remember, but it was many millennia ago. And I just walked into the car, walked into the lecture room. And, you know, they were doing the orientation. They were doing cool stuff. You know, they were, like, talking about business school. And, and I was like, sitting alone, by the way. I was yeah, sitting, like, right, right at by the myself. front, bro. I feel like... I, did I see you take notes? I feel like I saw her take notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, literally, you know, it was, like, a full-on orientation day. Like, they would explain business school. And then they would break out into K-pop dance. And then there will be, like, orientation. And I was just, like, walk, like looking around the room. Like, <laughs> what were you making notes of? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't she making was notes. Studying. I was not making notes. I was probably on my phone acting like I was making notes. But, like, you yeah. know. It's just, it's just part of the cool. act, you know what I mean? You know? Yeah, yeah, bro. I just pretend as well. And then I never look at my notes. And, like, so I was, like, looking around the lecture room. And I'm like, hey, bro, is there another hijabi around here? So I was just looking around the room. And I couldn't find anybody. And I was like, da, damn. Anyway, so, like, halfway through, I just leaned forward. So the thing was, like, I was sitting at the front. And I looked behind me. And I couldn't find anybody. But Tuba, she was sitting in the same row. So I didn't look in the same row. So I looked, I leaned, and then I saw another hijabi. It was... It was the tuba. The tuba. The so tuba. we finished the orientation. Tuba, she was at the front. She was walking out. And then I was like running to her out of breath. I was like, <laughs> like, you know, like walking past all these people. Like, excuse me, getting elbowed along the way. And then I'm like, hey, 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 nice to meet you. My name is Semeya. What's your she name? She was so energetic. I was like, I instantly love the energy. I was like, yes, I feel welcome. This is the, this is the welcome week. This not the, not the business school orientation, whatever they're doing. This is me feel, feeling, feeling welcomed. Never in a million years can I expect to have this experience <laughs> i've never had, if i walk into a class let's say there's 30 people in the class it's so sad maybe there are like seven or eight girls so it's like i never had oh, that moment damn right. yeah oh, wow. she just found me like that oh, and yeah. guess what the best part about it was that was my birthday oh she oh, made it special she made it special so every birthday it's like my anniversary of meeting Samaya. Oh, bro, bro. That's the like double, thing. double whammy, bro. It's the best thing ever. Dude, I just realised, <laughs> Joanne, you did engineering. That's why there's like no... <laughs> that's... Yeah, for context. Anyway, so I remember we were like vibing. It was instant. It clicked yeah. instantly. It was like the best. We went down. They get free Subway. And we were like, is this Subway even halal? And we were looking around. We found ve- vegetarian options, but it was still a bit sus. And there's ARC people. They're like, they're asking us like, how, how, how long have you guys known each other? We're like, we literally just met. Like, yeah, we just, just met, met today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was a iconic moment. It was literally an origin story of uni. Like that was like the first day ever. And yeah, yeah man, it was like amazing. Until then, till then, we've been sailing smooth. Alhamdulillah, three years strong. Fr- fostering three strong. this friendship. Ay. Ay. And let's just give a quick break <laughs> with my origin <laughs> with Joanne. Oh, yes, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and I, it's not that. <laughs> it's not that deep. <laughs> we just known each other since you're seven, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we pretty much got closer since graduating and then... Yeah. And starting the same uni. We went to the same high school 
and now the same uni and then we just stuck with each other you know um when i was the first year like i've never i've never met joanne so i used to always that, say two bus that's literally <laughs> i swear every time two will be like oh my god i was just hanging out with samaya i was just with samaya <laughs> samaya is so cool you literally have to meet samaya i was oh, like girl. oh my god no. she put the expectation i was like this wait, girl so let her meet say, this expectation wait can i just say so that means i made the two msa take hosts the sisters hosts Lit- come together oh yes and yeah, i she brought did. this she's the glue. fruition you know She's the hot glue gun, bro. Yeah, bro. So technically, this podcast has been in the making for three years. <laughs> yeah, literally. it wouldn't have happened without me. So literally, I still always hear this figure like, oh, my friend Joanne, Joanne. But every single time, Joanne, this supposed Joanne probably doesn't even exist. <laughs> every single time, Joanne would come, I'd have something on. Like, I'd be like, oh, I have class or whatever. So it kept going. It kept happening for a year. So yeah. I was like, man, what if she's not even real? What if she's schizophrenic? I'm joking. <laughs> and then like one day, it was like the next year, it was, there was an MSA event at a week. And then I saw Tuba, and then lo and behold, there the is Joanne. A, the Joanne. Joanne exists. You know, I don't remember the first time we met. Oh. When was it? I think it was, I feel, oh, but maybe it was the Sisters Welcome Night. The Auburn in, one, o- in Auburn. Or maybe it was the orientation, the O-Week, not orientation, little O-Week MSA store. Interesting. I have no memory of that. Damn. But she focused no, on no, the No, 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 It means... It feels like we've met each other for a really long time. I don't remember the first time we met. Yeah, honestly, I feel like I think that was the first time, but it probably wasn't. I probably probably knew you before. I think. I have no idea. Anyway. Anyways. So back to Tuba. Yes, back to me. Walk us through your university journey so far. We know it's really interesting. There are a lot of yeah. ins and outs. Yeah. So walk us through that because I feel like a lot of people would relate to what you've been through yes, so far. Yes, inshallah. This helps people, <laughs> I hope. So I got out fresh from high school and I was like, all right, I love maths. I really liked maths back in high school. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. I wasn't like a four unit, three unit student, but like I liked numbers and stuff. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I tried tutoring for a bit as part of work and I was like, okay, I can't teach people. Like I really, <laughs> I realised like I'm very bad at like just teaching. So, because initially I was like, okay, I want to be a math teacher. And I was like, no, nah. when I did tutoring, I was like, no, nah, I remember in year 12. Yeah. It was your thing. You're like, guys, I'm going to be a math teacher. Yeah. When I finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kept saying it out loud, but it didn't happen. Um, so then I was like, when I realized when I did tutoring and I realized it wasn't for me, I was like, okay, let me just do accounting. That looks like numbers and whatever. I was like, let me try it out. So I applied, got it. My initial plan was to do commerce, majoring in accounting and finance. Pretty like numbers based. And then I did my first finance degree. I abs, I'm not degree, sorry. Uh, what do you call it? Of course. And then I absolutely hated it. It was disgusting. I <laughs> cried heaps. It was horrible. And I was like, okay, let me just stick to accounting. So then my first year... If, uh, yeah. if anyone loves accounting, don't take this person. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Continue. I, you can and she was accounting. actually... She was still really, really good at it. She just didn't like it. Like, I used to be like, Tuba, how do you do this? Because I did accounting as well. And bro, I used to rely <laughs> on her. She was my buddy, man. I used to rely on her, bro. I used to leech off of Tuba. <laughs> help me with rely. my Help me with my homework. Rely please. on someone that doesn't like accounting. I don't know what you think. Bro, but she's still good at it, though. <laughs> bro. Yeah, man. No, I... I did it, but, like, I was just copying the examples. I, I didn't understand. Like, I was just faking it until I made it, you know what I mean? And then I, as I was doing my degree, I was like, I really don't like this. Like, I don't want to be an accountant. Mm-hmm. And then I started off second year. I was still sticking by it. And then in second year, okay, from a lot of reasons, uh, external reasons, I decided to do law. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me add law to it. Let me make it a bit interesting, you know? Spice it up a bit. Yeah, spice it up a bit, pretty much. And then I was doing commerce and law. I did four subjects of law. It was Sorry for all the law students. It's probably amazing for you. You know, you guys probably love it. It's amazing. But it just wasn't for me. I just did like all that being very opinionated and critical thinking and all that sort of stuff. And the, all the legal jargon that they use. I was like, nah, this is not for me. And then so after four subjects, I dropped that. 
Um, but halfway through second year, I decided, let me change my major for commerce as well. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I was doing marketing for the MSA. I was interested in that. So I was like, okay, let me change it up. I also changed my major to marketing and that's what I'm doing now. And then alhamdulillah, like, oh yeah, one thing I meant to mention though, a uh, little story, mini story in between, is that before I made my decision to add law to my commerce degree, I made iskhara, mm-hmm. as you do. I was like, okay, this is a big decision, you know, like, should I do it, should I not? I made iskhara. And then I saw the sign, you know, and all that feeling that you have. And I was like, okay, I think I should do it. I did it. And then, like I said, after four subjects, I was like, what's this? Like, I really don't like it. And then I made iskhara again, if I should drop it. And then I felt like you... It really felt right in me to drop it. And then I dropped it. And then I was thinking to myself, wait, like, subhanAllah, like, I made Issachara to do this. And then I also made Issachara to drop it. I was like, you know, I wonder why, like, what is Allah's reasoning behind me doing law for a bit? And then, like, if he knew that I was going to drop it anyway, of course, it's the most knowledgeable. Like, if he knew that I was going to drop it, why did he, you know, make me do it for a bit anyway? Mm. And then it made me realise, of course, he has a greater plan, uh, bigger reason and stuff. But I truly believe, like, that because I did law for a bit, my degree was extended by a year. And that actually made things much better for me. I was able to extend my degree because I'm working now as well. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to balance work and uh, studies now that I can do like two subjects at a time. And just with family life and everything, just the fact that I have one year left and I can space it out a bit more is better. So if I didn't do that, if I didn't do law for a bit and have that ability to extend my degree, then it wouldn't have worked yeah. out that way. Before I was thinking like, oh, damn, like I just wasted so much time. But when I, I needed to think like, you know, I did do this kind of for a reason, so it worked out. Anyway, so that's a little um, inspirational story. Yeah. But then, yeah, now I'm doing marketing, commerce, major marketing. I'm working in marketing as well, doing marketing for the MSA. So my whole life is marketing. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, inshallah, next year I might minor in something, but we'll see how we yeah, go. That's cool. And also, yeah. like, with the fact that you picked up law and then you didn't, you know, if you hadn't picked up law that one time, you'd probably go out your whole life thinking, like, oh, damn, I should have just done law. You yeah, know, I, yeah, yeah, now exactly. you know for certain that you don't like it. See? Exactly, I tried exactly. it out because a lot of people were telling me maybe you should do it. You should do it like uh, commerce and law is very like um, employable and stuff, which it is. You know, alhamdulillah, people that do commerce and law good for them. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it is good, you know. But now I know that like I don't have that regret. Like, oh, I didn't try it out. Maybe it was for me. Maybe yeah. I should have done it. But no, I tested it out. I was like, okay, no, nah, this isn't for me, and I left it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's good. Like that. I had a similar thing with that where. Coming out of school, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I sort of had an idea of what fields I was interested in, what things I was good at. So I landed on engineering. I was like, okay, let me just test out engineering. But everyone I spoke to, um, like mainly family as well, they're like, bro, you can't do engineering by itself. You have to do commerce with it. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, you're going to be working. Everything you're going to be working in is going to be a business. You're going to need that business acumen. It's really going to help you with doing commerce. I was like, okay, you know what? I'll just do engineering and commerce. Literally, all I've done was macroeconomics. And I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> so then <laughs> yeah. I went and dropped commerce. But even after then, it was something where by talking to people and trying new things and um, picking up new majors, picking up new degrees, there was like a process where eventually I settled and I figured out that, you know, what, I actually love engineering and I'm so happy I went with it. I didn't mm-hmm. really know that at the beginning. So, yeah, it's just been – it took me a while to get there but I'm happy I started with commerce or else it would have always been in the back of my mind like bro what if you just did commerce yeah, yeah like yeah. everyone's like it's just an extra year mm-hmm. it's you know you're not going to lose anything you add on an extra year and you just get that degree and I was like but that extra year doing something you don't really like it's yeah. so draining yeah, yeah. like you're just yeah. trying to sit you're forcing 
forcing yourself to sit like, through yeah, yeah. lectures and you're giving up so much mental energy yeah. to focus on this thing that you're just not interested in, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. If I, yeah, if I was doing law, for example, I calculated it, like, through looking at the units of credit and everything, it was going to be, like, three extra years for me. And I was like, uh, hell no. Like, like I'm not doing this. This is, like, three years of just doing this. I was like, no, nah, it's not, uh, yeah. like, worth my time. Yeah. That's, like, so relatable, even for me. Like, when I was listening to your stories, I literally have no, you know, how do I say this? I genuinely have no passion with a certain degree. Like, I remember, Joanne, you were telling me about that professor, the, the one that dedicated his life to that heart project. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. see? Um, so, like, at least he found something he was passionate about and he dedicated his life to it. For mm-hmm. me, personally, like, I just don't know what I'm really, really passionate about. So, when I finished, you know, the thing is, like, if you actually think about it, they expect you to have, like, a lot of your life figured out when you finish high school. But if you actually look at your, like, your life in the past three years you were in uni, you're a completely different person and mm-hmm. your Definitely, passion's yeah. completely changed. So, I remember I was, like, in high school and, like, during HSC, I was, like, watching The Office, like, you know, <laughs> instead of work, instead of studying. And I know this is so weird, like, I know their work look boring, but I'm like, you know what, look at them sitting 9 to 5 in the office, like, that seems pretty cool, like, that's vibes, I wouldn't mind doing that. You know what, let me just do commerce. So then, like, that was literally my reason, (laughs) I watched the office, and I was like, yeah. Anyway, so I was like, I'll just, I'll do commerce. And um, for my major, back then, like I said, I had no passion. So from what I've heard, like, if you do accounting, finance, economics, that's that's what's going to get you the best jobs, and it's going to get you the most money. So I didn't even think about that. I was just seeing dollar bills, bro. I was like, you know what? <laughs> let me let me do accounting and finance, and I'm going to be hella rich after, you know? So then I picked that, picked it up. I was doing accounting, met Tuba in, in my first... Of course. Like, bro, I like our tutor. Bro, our tutor was like wild. He literally, like, bro, oh, he was like was sleepy the, the whole time. Lunch. Bro, it was like two hours and like 30 minutes later, he'd be like, you guys can go now. <laughs> but yeah. He just graduated himself, pretty sure. Oh, seriously? Yeah, he goes like, yeah, what do you guys like have what do you guys have trouble with? And one person would be like, oh, question like three. And just go over question three and he'd be like, all right, guys, bye. <laughs> anyway, so um, I was doing, I forced myself to do like accounting and finance, even though I literally hated it. Like, I was like, you know, what, I'm just going to do it. I just finish my degree and then, you know, I'll get like a good job, whatever. So then I was doing it and then I was literally forcing myself. Like, Tuba was there, moral support. Yeah, man, and of course. Always. I, yeah, and I felt like, you know, I felt like I actually was trying. and I, still I, was, I was supporting you, but inside I was like, oh, I don't like accounting. What am I going to do? She put a face for me, bro. That's, I appreciate that. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then I was just doing it. I'm like, damn, I really don't like this. Like, and low-key, like, the work was a bit boring and it was, like, full-time. And if you actually think about it, how draining is it? Like, you have to wake up. 9, like, 8 a.m., like, 8, 8 a.m., doing something you hate for, like, eight hours, mm-hmm. go to sleep, wake up, do it again for, like, five yeah. days consecutive. And that's when, I, that's when I had, like, a little wake. Like, I was like, damn, nah, bro, I cannot do this, like, my whole mm-hmm. life. Like, I didn't care about, like, money and stuff. So then I was, like, I was exploring other majors. And I literally, <laughs> you ask anybody, I did every single commerce major. Yeah, she did. I she have tested to say, it out. She tested every single, the <laughs> orders so. of every single major. It was bro. good. It gave me insight. Like, yeah, oh, how, how's this major like? <laughs> I had a sample. And I did all of those things. And I was, like, yeah, I still don't have, like, a strong passion. But, like, wait, wait, I, wait. what yeah. was the worst major? Girlfriend. <laughs> bro like they were all like i was just forcing myself to do them and i'm like damn these are really boring and I, i'm not even doing that great not gonna lie bro. borderline credit and i just exposed myself but like you know i was like yeah whatever so i was like i pick marketing and then I, I was doing marketing and like it was like brand management and it was kind of interesting because mm-hmm. it's like like marketing it's not so like commercy like it's like you get to put in your creative aspect in within the corporate like within the um company yeah. so it was like it was a bit more interesting to me so i was doing that and then people were like oh why are you doing marketing there's probably not that many jobs or whatever in marketing yeah heaps of people Th- they that. say that they say that but like who cares like if you enjoy it do it the jobs will always come so it was fine yeah me too I'm, same yeah. i got a job as well yeah exactly alhamdulillah yeah. so it's fine just do what like one thing you can take away from this is like don't like be so driven with like oh um 
selection rank and like what you think would give you the best money or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just do something you enjoy and like you don't have to have that figured out in the first year. Yeah, like, yeah. It, for me, it took me three, like two years to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I'm glad. Like I like being a student. Like besides the academic component of it, I genuinely I like being a student. Like being on campus, having like you know uni vibes. lunch vibes. <laughs> like I like it. So yeah. I'm not mad about it. Like I'm fine with it. Yeah, and I think another lesson is like don't be afraid to experiment. Like, oh, hundred percent. Don't be afraid. Like. Like, go test out things like she tested out all the majors. <laughs> I did. Do that. Bro, hella like, experiment. Now, uh, Until you find something that you're like, okay, I'm, d- I'm settled with this. This is what I actually like. Just do it. Like, don't be afraid to experiment with it. Like, for example, like like I said here on this podcast, I started off with liking maths and numbers and I was like, oh, d- definitely I have to do something with math. And here I am, end up doing with marketing. You know, it's not yeah. really got to do with that, that, ma- that much are, maths. You know? that, and it's actually pretty, like, broad. There are aspects of marketing where you actually definitely look at statistics a lot. Yeah, actually, yeah. I mean, actually, so, my yeah. work, I forgot to mention that. There is numbers in marketing, obviously, but it's not, like, fully, like, all that mathematical yeah. stuff that I used to want That was do. the biggest lesson I learned yeah. coming out of your top. I'm the type of person where... I love having all details down to a T. I like having plans, goals. Mm -hmm. And coming out of HSC, I didn't have that. Like, I just didn't know where life was going to take me. I didn't know what field to go into. Like, literally all I knew was what I was, like, vaguely interested in. So starting uni was the biggest leap of faith I ever took in my life, starting this degree. Where engineering, like, I didn't have many, like, maybe one extended relative is an engineer in my family. So I didn't really have anyone in that aspect to turn to like literally my whole family is like went into like law and business yeah so that was its own thing and there's only so much you can learn by researching online like google will only give you so much about I this know. whole I, field i picked my major because I, cr- I saw it on reddit like it's a good one <laughs> and the computer I science because of my this. life <laughs> yeah literally but reddit oh wow reddit has a, reddit has <laughs> wow a, is the perfect place to like. go but yeah so commerce didn't work out for me but i'm happy i tried it out by and by tried it out was just that one course but with engineering like subhanallah it's it took me a while for me to settle in and i love it now i can't believe there was a time where i was doubting myself and whether i'd be able to like continue on with this but telling my 18 year old self like bro don't worry just do it you're going to talk to people you can't expect to just sit at home and figure everything out it's not going to work like that it's going to take time and it took me like I'd say a year and a half to like finalize my degree and my majors and all that. But as well, as much as you want to tell people it's okay to not have it figured out, you're not going to like really internalize it until you go through it yourself. Mm, Yes, yeah, that's so true. Someone, that's all we were told when we were at school. Like, you know, you don't have to have, oh, that partly. (laughs) (laughs) You'd either be told you have to know exactly what you want to do or it's okay if you don't have it all figured out. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, what do you mean? I have to have everything figured out. This is my, and I was like, what, 18? I'm a baby. I'm 18 years old. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, you just got to put yourself out there. Talk to as many people as you can. You'd be so surprised, bro. At uni, you meet people with the craziest life stories and craziest things they've gone to. Yeah. Um, Coming from our local home suburb yeah. where it's like everyone around you has gone through similar things and you suddenly come to uni and you meet all these different types of people from mm. all over the world doing so many different things yeah you have to put yourself out there you have to talk to them that's the only way you're going to figure out what path you're going to go with what opportunities you have available to you what next step to take yeah. you're only going to be able to figure it out i think i want to touch on that part about like you have to put yourself out there because that is like so so true because um in first year like I would never, ever, ever forget my first day of um, uni, like ever. Like I, like I literally still remember what I was wearing: purple hijab, blue, blue skirt, it was floral, like literally everything. Because like that day has stuck in my head for so long. I walked in first lecture. I was wearing hijabi, and I just felt 
everyone's looking at me. Everyone is looking at me. They're all thinking, like, what is she doing here? What a, what a weirdo. Like, she's so weird. She's crazy. Like, I don't know. Like, I, they were just thinking all these negative things about me. That's what I thought. Mm. And then my first tutorial, which is, like, tutorials are obviously smaller, right? And then I walk in. I'm like, everyone already has a group of friends. And, like, what the hell? I'm, like, by myself. Like, and I sit by myself in, like, some corner and, like, like, I'm isolated and no one's talking to me. And I'm like, once again, I'm doing hijabi. I'm like, no, nah, that's it. They all stare at me. They all think I'm weird. They all think I'm, like, crazy. Um, not crazy, but, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, they just, like, they they think I'm, like, just, I don't know, some weirdo person. I thought, like, they'd held, they had all these stereotypes about me already. Like, just a place in their head. I went home that day, like, and I was crying and crying mm. and crying. I was, like, I cried to my mom. I was, like, mom, this is not for me. Like, you want to stab you? Like, I thought it was the uni's fault. Like, I don't know why. I put blame on the uni. I was like, no, nah, UNSW is not for me. Like, I, I want to change unis. This is the first day. Like, it was just literally the first day. I was like, I want to change unis. And then um, mom's like, Tuba, like, whatever uni you go to, you're going to experience, like, similar thing. Mm. You're going to, like, it's not the uni. It's any uni that you go to. Mm. I thought I should go to a different uni because my high school friends were in other unis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I thought that. I was like, oh, all my Muslim friends from school, they're all in this other uni. And I was like, I should go there. And she's like, no, it's about like, doesn't mean they're not doing all the same degrees as you, you know what I mean? Like, they're not, you're gonna, you're not gonna have friends in every single class. You need to like put yourself out there, yeah. like Joanne was saying. And then so, alhamdulillah, I was like, okay, I was like, I won't decide straight away. I won't decide whether to leave or not. But I'll just like let it play out for a week. And then so then the second day, I saw the MSA actually, little promotion for MSA. <laughs> the MSA had a, a a meet and greet barbecue. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go attend oh, this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna go attend this because I was like, okay, I need to find some people that have similar experiences. Yeah, experiences. And then I went, I attended. I was like, you know what, like, um, like I met. Shout out to Najifa. Najifa, right? <laughs> Najifa. Shout out. She like talked to me like I was her friend since day one or something. Like she had like the most wholesome conversation with me. Like I felt so comfortable and everything. I met all these like beautiful sisters and everything. Like that's where I met most of the girls I know now. It was so wholesome. And I went home that day. I was like, Mom, you know, I actually had a good day today. I actually mm-hmm. had a really good day at uni. And then after like, I mean, I only stayed four weeks in my first year, like on um, in person <laughs> and I went online. But, and then after that, after I joined, alhamdulillah, like the executive team for the MSA and like, I was like, okay, let me join this volunteering thing or whatever. I like being part of the Shura alhamdulillah allowed me to, it forced me to put myself out there. You know how we're always having conversations about like, you know, talk to new people that come to the Obik store, like get them to sign up. Don't just talk to the people that you already know, talk to new, new um, MSA members and stuff and like, you know, tell them to, like, attend these. And not don't just tell them to attend an event. Like, actually keep in touch with them. You know what I mean? Like, create a bond with them. And that now I'm there handing out flyers. I'm there at the stall. And I'm just, like, being myself. And literally today at my class, I was still doing hijabi, but I didn't care. Like, I was, like, I was proud of it. I, was, I made a whole new group of friends. And it was amazing. So it was really good. So I feel like just in that, like, even for me, the same. I have, like, I had the same experience, like, Everyone has, every hijabi has that little insecurity with wearing a hijab. Like, insecurity, I don't know if that's the right word, but, like, you always think that people are judging you. You're really self-conscious about. You're yeah. really self-conscious. Yeah, like, when you walk into a room. Like I always, Now I'm proud. I'm like, yeah. damn, I'm now different. I'm, you guys are all boring. You guys are all Yeah, sick. no, at least I spiced it up a bit. But, you know, just not even uni, like, even the workforce. Like, sometimes when you're the only hijabi, you're the only one there, you always think that people already have, like, such preconceived misconceptions about you, just in yeah. general, like, stereotypes. But, um... There was, I had this one old lady customer and she was telling me, she was just random, it was just random, I was like setting up something for her and she was like, you know what, it doesn't matter like what stereotypes people have about you because if you're a nice person, people people's mindset is going to change. But like at the same time, like you shouldn't please people obviously. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, just ignore, like, you know, it's just block out the negative thoughts like, oh, you know, like, 
uh, people are treating me like this because of my hijab. Because for me, a lot of the times when people are treating me like a bit, like, I don't know, sometimes I get like an off vibe and I think it's because of my hijab or something. Like, that's probably why, mm. like, it stemmed with, like, stemmed from something racial. But a lot of the times, you know, you just gotta, it is like, it's a part of you. It literally is a part of you. Mm-hmm. And it's your way of telling the world that you're Muslim, you know? Yeah. It's the so best it's thing. just, yeah, it's the best. And honestly, like, like I said, when I was saying the story about how I first met you, uh, even I was uh, had that when I I was I had that little self conscious that little insecurity coming from a school where everybody wore a hijab, I had yep. that little bit of that misconception and that little bit of like insecurity. So that's when I that's why I automatically try to look for someone else that looked for wore a hijab because I knew that we had similar struggles. Yeah. But it's like just because we saw us we saw each other in that first um orientation, like a lo- every other class there was we, we weren't in every class together. It was just that one. Yeah. So it still felt like really like still felt like a little bit you know. You felt a little bit alienated as well. So, yeah. and I look around campus now. Like Subhanallah, there's a lot of Muslim hijabis around, and you know, I love how like you know, it's becoming more and more. There's more of us, so it's like really it's more common. Empower- it's more normal. Like it's, it's yeah. yeah, it's more empowering. Like when yeah. we first started, there weren't that many. It was just you were the only one I knew. I kind of am slightly more involved in MSA the second year. So the first year I was like you know just vibing, and literally like you're the only other hijabi person I knew. Yeah. So and then that there are actually a lot of people that have the same struggles as you on campus. You already create this community, like this bond. Even if you go to a class and there's no other hijabis off, for example, you just know that there is a whole bond out there. There's a group out there. Yeah. So you just feel like... Yeah, you just feel like... I think the best part, actually, about wearing the hijab, it's actually so powerful because I've created... Like, like just this cloth on my head, right, is such a powerful symbol and it automatically tells everyone who I am, what I believe and everything. And it creates, like, the most, uh, like, amazing conversations because actually last term... Just because I like I wore the hijab, right? I was able to have a conversation with a Christian person, and now she's uh, really in touch with me, and like she's asking me all these questions about Islam, and I'm also asking her about Christianity, right? And like, so just wearing this hijab is such a powerful symbol, like just creates these very very important conversations. Because now I know all, this, all about like not all about Christianity, but I know like a bit more about Christianity than I did before because I was able to make friends with her, and you know like if I stuck to the people that I just normally hang out with like just all my muslim friends i wouldn't be able to learn all this knowledge exactly. but she knew that i was muslim and that i um you know she actually asked me like do you practice and whatnot and then yeah she was able to like comfortably talk to me so yeah it was like, really good touching on that as well like when people are really nice to you or like people have genuine conversations with you like outside of the msa like just generally like you people that make jokes with you they're like they're able to like be comfortable around you and you know that they know that you're like they know that you're Muslim, but despite that, they're still comfortable around you. So you have like that assurance as well. Like they know what I believe in, they know what I practice in, because like I'm, if you can physically see the cloth over my head, yeah. And despite that, they're still able to like vibe with me. You know, that's how you know for sure. Like, it's you as a person. That's what's drawing people in. I think yeah. no, that's really important as well. We mentioned earlier, like uh, stepping outside your comfort zone, talking to other people, and I think. So the MSA gives us that platform to talk to people that share the same beliefs as us, but it's just as important to talk to people that don't. Because the reality is, you know, not everyone you meet is going to believe in the same things you do. And to each their own, but we should still be able to uh, just communicate with other people, even if they don't believe in the same things we do. And it makes you stronger in your faith when you talk to non-Muslims. Yeah. And you see what they believe in. And then they ask you. And then if you don't know something that they've asked you about your religion, it's like, well, hang on. I need to go out and find more, uh, find out more information. Like I need to be more knowledgeable enough to answer these questions that they're asking me because I'm wearing like the symbol of faith. Yeah. And if they ask me these questions, I can't like look like I don't know anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I and gotta I, wear it with like. And I think as well, like it shows them that 
we're literally normal people as well. Exactly. Like in class, I can be joking with people around me. Like we watch the same movies, same TV shows, read the same things, um, watch the same TikTok videos or yeah. like, that was such a poor example. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like we're literally so normal. We're all in the same boat. We're all students trying to get through this degree. Yeah. And having these differences just makes it more exciting. It's, it's a, such a powerful symbol as well and you know what the best thing is like when you're talking to someone you make friends with someone they talk to you normally right and then like after a while they they feel comfortable around you where they get to ask about your hijab like that's i feel like that's such a um it's, it's, just, it's such a it's, yeah. it's it's like a milestone in your friendship or like yeah. the way you communicate with others like when people reach that point where they're comfortable even even making like little jokes about like not like like little jokes about your hijab like obviously not offensive like, do shower with it <laughs> yeah you shower with it or like stuff like that like you know that people are comfortable enough to actually say something about it i feel like that's really powerful as well so, i meant the yeah. cutest thing that ever happened to me was once i mentioned that i was struggling to find a bond and scarf that were the same color so the struggle is real. <laughs> really the is. struggle is really so this real. So other time I saw this person, they were like, oh my God, you got them to match. And I was oh, like, wow. oh, I'm on the Yeah. Oh I was like, God, oh, yes, so I did. Oh, that is God. actually that so cute. So sometimes people think like they're being offensive asking about the hijab. Like, oh, why do you like, sometimes it can be offensive. Depends on what they say. The tone and they say the it The tone. Well. But yeah. some, sometimes people are hesitant to even ask about it or like ask the significance about it. But like. I feel like when they actually break that barrier where they're comfortable enough to ask you, even if you just met them for like five seconds, yeah, I feel like, you know, that, that in itself is just amazing. Curiosity is, it's so normal. Curiosity. So it's like, you can tell when someone is genuinely curious and it's like, you want them to come ask you. Like, I, yeah, ask You know, me. like when you see people that are staring at you for a few seconds too long, yeah, they're yeah, like, like, please, if you have a question, come talk to bro, me. Sometimes people are staring at me. have a shirt saying that. Please ask me about my hijab. Bro, sometimes people are staring at me. I'm like, are you staring at me because you're racist? Are you staring at me because uh, I'm looking good? You can't even tell anymore. But yeah, subhanAllah, it's actually such a, um, like alhamdulillah for having a hijab. It's such a yeah. great, easy, simple way to just tell everybody what you believe in, what, what your boundaries are even. Exactly. I just got one more question. Yes. Um, so this is just general, like it doesn't have to relate to anything that we're talking about now. But like, if you could like talk to yourself when you were sixteen years old, what would you tell your sixteen-year-old self? Sixteen. What well, you were okay? Well, I you're ten, right? Year, you're 10, 11, okay. year ten, year eleven, year. Hmm. That's interesting. I think I'd say what I said before. Even though I know sixteen-year-old me would not take this advice, mm, yeah. but regardless, it's okay to just see how things go i think as well like in year 10 every single year i thought it was going to be the end of my life every decision i was going to make was going to define everything <laughs> like when it came yeah. to choosing year 11 subjects i was like oh my god here we go again i need bro. to make sure i choose the right subject yeah. bro i don't know why i have this mindset but obviously it's a working progress to try and dismantle it but i tell her it's okay if things work out beautiful if they don't that's also okay. You're going to eventually... There's never been a time in my life where something didn't go as planned and that absolutely destroyed me. I always found a way to just make okay, it so up or, yeah, like just mm -hmm. go through it. So if I was able to do that in all my 20 years of life, then I should be able to do that in whatever else I face. Yeah. We think that, um, like, you know, as we get older, our problems, um, you know, become more serious. And in some sense they do. But if I look at someone in high school right now stressing over subjects right now i'm like bro that's so stupid you don't even need to care about that but in their head it's the end of the world yeah so i know that in this moment every problem i'm going through i'm going to feel like it's the end of the world but that's okay because that's what i thought in the other problem that i was able to solve yeah so i just um it's just like a thing about constantly reminding myself and keeping myself in check that 
it's okay. And at the end of the day, if we literally just know that everything's already written for us. Yeah, and oh, that's the biggest you can get. The biggest piece you can get is that like it is what it is. It's you know, so it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> that, by that line. But honestly, like when I find myself spiraling into this overthinking phase, I just have to step back and be like, "Khalas, like your qadar, it's it's set. You know, worrying about it too much isn't going to change how it's going to turn out, and everything's already been written, and it's just a matter of me going through what has already been written for me. Yeah. So. It's okay if things don't go as planned. Um, you'll survive. You'll uh, just get through it. And at the end of the day, this is life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think two pieces of advice that I'd give my 16-year-old self. I think, well, one of them, actually, well, three. One of them was Joanne's one as well. Like, I was also a bit like, oh, my God, this decision is so big, whatever. I need to take it easy. That's one. Um, so the other extra two that I had was don't be afraid to ask for help. Like, mm. don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Like, I felt so scared to, like, to be vulnerable and, like, tell someone, hey, like, I need advice about this or I need help with this. Like, I just felt so, like, it felt for me at that time, it felt silly to put myself at a quote-unquote lower position and weaker position and asking someone else for help when it was the most normal thing ever. Like, I, I always tried every avenue to try to figure it out myself and do things on my own. And, like, watch these YouTube videos to try to figure it out. Just something myself, just to figure it out myself. But, yeah, to just don't be afraid to ask anyone for help because other people have experienced similar things that you have experienced, right? Obviously, you choose the right people to ask for help. You don't just ask anyone, <laughs> you know. But, um, yeah, like, don't like your experiences are not, you know, that unique. Like, obviously, everyone's experiences are different and stuff. But, like, it's highly likely that someone has shared some, a similar experience to you. So you can go ask them. Don't be afraid to do that. My second piece of advice that I give my 16-year-old self would probably be have a balance. Like, I used to be, like, I mean, at that time I was in high school. So, like, I was so, like, oh, study, 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 whatever. Like, I didn't think beyond high school. Like, I just thought, like, I was just sort of in so in this bubble of mm-hmm. high school and studying. And then I was, like, like take it take it easy. Like, go go out with your friends. Like, my, oh, my God. Like, I remember in year 12, I mean, this is not really 16 year old, years old. But, like, in year 12, I deleted all my social media. I was, like, I'm off the face of this planet. I'm just going to study for the rest of my life. <laughs> But, like, I was, like, just take it easy. Go go out with your friends a bit. Take it, like, have a break. My breaks were just, like, going on my phone, going in the backyard for a little bit. I was, like, that is not a break. Go socialise. Go talk to people. Um, go out with your siblings, whatever. Like, do something else. Um, so it's all about that, like, you know, I guess work-life balance that I advise myself. So, yeah. yeah. For me, you know, a lot of the things, like, you don't really realise it, but, like, a lot of the things that you go through, the ups and downs, you don't realise it now, but some of the, some parts of it, like, stay with Ups and downs of high school football. <laughs> ups and downs. <laughs> No, but like a lot of the things that you go through, like even when not even just high school, like when you're younger, you don't realize it. You think you've matured, but like some things they just stay with you, you know. So like, um, I remember you ten me like okay, like I was chill with it, but I was like always so like contemplating. Like I was a bit like, I was like really insecure. You know, like not crave validation, and I think like that's okay. But you know, you, every experience every, when you get older, you just learn to realize that everything. Like, it's not as relevant as you think you are. We're just, like, a small dot in this planet. It's not It's not just... It's not you that needs to change. It's just the environment that you need to be around, you know? Be around people yeah. that sort of, like, appreciate, you know, what you do and things like that. So, like, that's kind of what I tell myself in high school. Um, do we have any shout-outs we want to give before we sign off? Um, yes. So, I would like to give a shout-out to um, my friend Salma from work. She especially asked me to give her a shout-out. So, shout-out Salma. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was a great episode, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. It was a really good conversation. It was. Yeah, it was. All right. All right.
سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك السلام عليكم